Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihil kareem. Amma ba'd, a'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Rabbi shrahli swadri wa yasilli amri wa hlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakeem. Allahumma allimna ma yanfa'una. Allahumma anfa'ana bima allamtana wazidna ilma. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Allah, we beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deceptions of the Satan and the evil of our souls. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. It is indeed only the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala that today, the 10th of Sha'ban, 1445, we continue with the tafsir and commentary of the Noble Quran. Our starting point is Surah Al-Imran, chapter number 3, and today we focus on verse number 154. It's a long verse, so one ayat, one verse only. In yesterday's lesson, Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla informed us regarding the Battle of Uhud. This took place after the Battle of Badr. Badr took place on the 17th of Ramadan, and it was a Friday, the second year after the Hijrah and migration to Medina Munawwara. And Battle of Uhud took place in the third year of the Hijrah, and it was in the month of Shawwal, the seventh of Shawwal. Some ulama wrote it was a Saturday. Wallahu a'lam, you know it's history, so sometimes there are varying and different opinions as well. But this is definite, it was in the third year of the Hijrah, after the Hijrah, and it was during the month of Shawwal. Initially, the Muslims were winning, and then they left the mountain pass, majority of them. The leader there was Abdullah bin Jubayr radiallahu ta'ala an, and he stayed, 12 of them stayed. 50 archers were appointed, and 38 left, and then the victory turned into defeat. Sahaba lost 70 people. The greatest shuhada martyrs for all time was Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu an, and Habibuna Rasulullah gave him the title of Sayyidu Shuhada that you were, you are, you always will be the greatest of all martyrs as mentioned in Mustadrak Hakim and it is Sahih Hadith so Sayyidina Umar Sayyidina Usman Sayyidina Ali, Sayyidina Hassan Sayyidina Hussein so Sayyidina Hussein and all got martyred but remember the greatest martyr for all times and all places Sayyidina Hamza there in the battle of Uhud the rumor spread that the master Prophet Muhammad وسلم, peace be upon him was also assassinated martyred so the morale broke of the Sahaba not all but many of them and all Allah describes the scene in yesterday's lesson 
Istus idun. When you were taking flight, you were going away and running. Wala talwuna ala ahad. You were not turning to look back. وَالرَّسُولُ يَدْعُوكُمْ فِي أُخْرَاكُمْ Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu was at the back there right in the thick of the battle whilst wow haliyah whilst he the Prophet the messenger peace be upon him Mustafa Sallallahu calling you from behind فَأَثَابَكُمْ غَمَّمْ بِغَمِّنْ and it substituted for you and caused you one sadness upon another one grief upon another one was that remember by the defeat. Second, that you thought and you heard the news, the rumor, that Prophet ﷺ was martyred, assassinated. So Allah forbid, so likayla tahzanu ala ma fatakum wala ma aswabakum. So that you must not grieve on those things that you must. Meaning, you thought you will get the booty and now you lost it also. Wala ma aswabakum. And you must not continue grieving on whatever afflicted you. You have to carry on with life. We can't live in the past. We have to look at the present and look at the future. We have to strategize. We have to plan. We have to do a lot of things. So that is how we will win the future battles. And therefore, the next year, second year was Badr, third year was Uhud, fourth year was Khandaq. In Bukhari Sharif, it is mentioned, during the battle of Khandaq, he, Habibuna, Rahmatullil Alameen, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, made an open declaration and said Nahnu wala now we will wage the war against them we will take the offensive and we will not wait for them to attack us so it shows in Islam an offensive war also is permissible and a defensive war also there is no need for us to be apologetic some people today want to cover up for the Arab countries the Murtads and remember the apostate traitors and say no that they are using diplomacy and politics and not the military way and so forth this is all just being apologetic and maybe they're getting some money or some favors from the Arab Tanpot dictators so Arab Mustafa Rasulullah said woe and destruction to them especially the rulers in the Arab world we never said all of them but we definitely will say majority of them have sold Islam and they have become traitors to the Muslims and Islam. Wallahu khabirun bima ta'amaloon and all might Allah is all away what you do in the brightness of the day and during the darkness of the night. We're going back to the battle of Uhud the third year of the Hijrah. 70 Sahaba became martyrs and remember this that what happened there what was the role of the hypocrites and so forth the Muslims were 1,000 and the enemy were 3,000 and here also the hypocrites left 300 of them so the Muslims were left with just 700 and on the opposite side there were 3,000 so all Allah makes a direct dichotomy and a direct difference 
and distinguishing who are the mu'mineen and sahaba, those who dice with death and stood with the master, salam, and those who were the munafikin and the hypocrites and what role they played. This is the question me and you have to ask. Which side of the fence are we? And don't come and tell me you are then non-committal and you are sitting on the fence. When you sit on the fence, you are guilty of a major offense. Razi rahe rahman bi, khush rahe shaitan bi, that they want to please shaitan also, they want to please Allah also. Satan, Lucifer, shaitan, his comrades, cronies will be pleased. Allah will never be pleased. Allah wants devotion, concentration, total dedication. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu dukhulu fi silmi kaafa wala tattabi'u khutuwati shaitan enter into Islam in its totality in its entirety and do not follow the ways of the footsteps of the Satan and shaitan chapter 2 surah Baqarah and verse number 208 so we need to understand what Almighty Allah demands from us not request he demands this from us so that is our Islam lovingly willingly sincerely we hand ourselves over and submit and surrender to Almighty Allah Jalla Wala and to Mustafa Rahmatulil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Chapter 3 Surah Al-Imran verse 154 now the dust had settled Sahaba realized it was just a rumor Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam was injured the tooth Mubarak was injured the head Mubarak was injured but the master is alive and fighting and giving inspiration motivation guidelines to the Sahaba if one day you go to Jabal Uhud and now everything is open try and go right inside there is a small little cave there inside the master went to rest there as well so very few people know about that so one day if you go inshallah you're going now Ramadan time or Hajj time so go and visit all these places Alhamdulillah Thumma thereafter subsequently then T-H-E-N Anzala alaykum min ba'dil ghammi so thereafter what happened Anzala alaykum min ba'dil ghammi Almighty Allah send upon you after this grief and sadness and worry amanatan Allah Ta'ala sent peace tranquility serenity so which type of peace did Almighty Allah send Nuasa that they had a little sleep you know you sleep for 10-15 minutes in our terminology so you call that a power nap so you get feel so you understand rejuvenated and now you feel you can take on the battles for the next 24 hours 48 hours so that power nap Allah gave them short period just a light dose of you must remember so this brought peace tranquility serenity to them and this sleep this dozing off this power nap it covered one group 
group of you. It covered the Sahaba. It covered the students, companions of the Master, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah sent His peace, tranquility, serenity upon them. Imam Sufyan Sauri, Amirul Mu'minin fil Hadith, the giant used to say, during a battle, if you just doze off little bit, that is Rahma, wa Sakina, wa Amana, that is peace, tranquility, serenity from Almighty Allah. And during Salat and Namaz, during Quran Tilawat and so forth, we're catching fish and we're going and sleeping and dozing off, that is Minashaitan. So they also draw a dichotomy. If it happens, jihad time, qital time, whilst we are in war and you just manage to get asleep for 5, 10, 15 minutes and you get that power nap, it is the Rahmah and mercy of Allah. And in Salat it happens, then it is Zahma, is a punishment. And Satan, Shaitan and his cronies are getting hold of you. This was for Sahaba, they managed to get that power nap. From you, the companions of the Master. Now the other group. Who's the other group? The Munafikin. Why are Munafikin called Munafikin? You've been to Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Munawara. What do you call a tunnel? You call a tunnel Nafaq. So from on top, you can't see them at the bottom. At the bottom, they are walking, the pedestrians, the cars, the buses are moving. So outwardly, you can't see them. So these people here, yeah, outwardly, you can't see that they are hiding, they are kufr, they are blasphemy, and their hidden agenda. Hum lil kufri min hum lil iman. That they go nearer to kufr and blasphemy compared to coming nearer to iman. And sometimes they even blurt it out and so forth. Allah forbid. Read the dua. Duas are accepted now. Mentioned by Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, in Al-Adabul Mufrad. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika minan nifaq. O Almighty Allah, Jalla I seek your protection from nifaq, from hypocrisy. So the nafaq, the tunnel, covers the people at the bottom. Those on top cannot see them. They can't see the others on top. So yeah, that person is camouflaging his kufr, his disbelief and blasphemy. And outwardly he's saying that he's paying lip service to Islam. Hence the term munafikin. You must understand the philology, the history of the world and that will give you a greater insight, foresight in understanding the Quran Sharif and the Sunnah and Nabawiyah. The word Ukhra is not there but his mafum is understood. And the other group that are the Munafikin hypocrites. Their only concern indeed was for themselves. They just worried about themselves. They're not worried Allah forbid, Allah forbid, Allah or Mustafa sallallahu's welfare. They're not bothered about the Muslims, whether they pass away or get injured and wounded. Their concern is only of themselves. 
So indeed their worry concern was only themselves. And now they seeing that the Muslims are getting martyred and so forth. They started thinking of all Allah, not the truth, negatively. They said, Ya Allah, you promised us, but now it's not happening. So Mata Nasrullah, when will the help of Allah come? They started thinking like the ignorant times, the time of ignorance. They want to place their hopes and their aspirations more on their idols and deities than on Almighty Allah. Therefore, Islam started with a negative that La ilaha, La ilaha. There is none worthy of worship. La ma'abuda bihaqqin illallah. Then comes the positive illallah. Go open chapter 2, Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 256. Just after Ayatul Kursi, فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ Whoever rejects all the ta'ghut, all the satanic systems, وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ So first the negation, then the affirmation, and then you believe in all. Almighty Allah, La ilaha illallah. Then you are holding on firmly to that rope that will never ever snap off and will go get broken. So Allah ki rassi tut nahi sakti. Allah ki rassi chut sakti hai. That rope of Allah will never snap, but when we release the grip, it will go away. So that is what these people were involved in. Jazan al-Jahiliya, the thoughts and the suspicion and their believing in the days the pre-islamic days the days of paganism and ignorance now they ask now yeah we need to understand when initially the mashura and the discussion meeting was held that these enemies are coming with what agenda they want to wipe out islam and take revenge and so forth so must we stay in medina manawara or should we go outside so the munafikin hypocrites said no we should stay in medina and remember majority sahaba said no go outside initially mustafa also felt we should first stay in medina but then Wahi came, no, go outside and then majority Sahaba's opinion was that as well. Therefore, they left Medina Munawwara Central and went out to Uhud. So these are the hypocrites, they said. Yaqulun, Allah mentions it in the present tense as though as we must try and visualize it. This are the hypocrites. This is their statements. This is what they are saying. Do we have any say in this matter? Do we have any option in this matter that you telling us we must go outside but we want to stay inside? Cool. You tell them, Ya Rasulullah, O Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, kullahu lillah, that all the matters are there by Almighty Allah under His power, under His authority, under His sovereignty and jurisdiction. Lillah. It belongs solely, only, exclusively to Allah. Nothing will happen with our degrees. Everything will happen with the decree of Almighty Allah.
Now these people were upset, the hypocrites. They concealed what was in their hearts. That which they did not want to expose to you. They did not want to reveal to you. They concealing it, camouflaging it, but Allah exposed them. So therefore today, Hazrat Ji Jalalabadi, Hazrat Mawana Masihullah Khan Sahib Masihul Ummat Nawar Allah Umar Qadahu passed away on a Friday in 1992. In 70s, 80s, we used to hear Hazrat Ji say, is zamana mein nifaq aam ho chuka hai. That remember, hypocrisy has become rife and rampant in this day and this age. Therefore, Hazrat Ji Nawar Allah Umar Qadahu used to tell his khas, khas students like Hazrat and some others that is better for you to work alone than joining organizations and so forth and so on because so many organizations but so many hypocrites in them not all obviously but many hypocrites then you have to wait for their mashura and their discussion and then they will think about it so you when you alone and you have one two people as your as people you can rely on your shura and then finish you take decision you know that these people will be with you through thick and thin they are not people who are there with a hidden agenda and ulterior motive everything all the matters are vested solely only with almighty Allah they conceal in their hearts that which they don't want to expose to you again we must visualize as though they're saying it if we had any say in this matter then we should not be killed here meaning look at our people we're getting martyred here and killed here outside Medina in Uhud so that was the state of the hypocrites Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah received the wahi revelation to rebuke them reprimand them and rebuff them Qul and debunk what they are saying Qul you answer and respond Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Law kuntum fi buyutikum Law hypothetically for argument's sake even if you were in your houses in Medina Munawwara لَبَرَزَ الَّذِينَ كُتِبَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْقَتْلُ إِلَى مَضَاجِئِهِمْ لَبَرَزَ لَخَرَجَ So those people should have gone out. كُتِبَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْقَتْلُ For whom the death and the martyrdom was already destined and prescribed. إِلَى مَضَاجِئِهِمْ To their places of resting, where they should be buried and so forth. So you say a person went in a car and then met up with an accident and you say if he shouldn't go for that trip there, then he should still be alive. Nay, he will still pass away on that time, on that place and so forth so that is the decree of all Allah. therefore don't make that kind of statements that is shaitan and the waswasa whisperings of shaitan so Allah is rectifying their beliefs here 
They said that these people should not be killed here. So Allah says, no, they will pass away because their death was written there. So wherever your death is written and destined, the places where they will fall and they'll be buried. And for a martyr before the first drop of blood touches the ground, Allah Jalla Wala already announces forgiveness for them. For me and you, we have to wait for Yom Al-Hisab, the day of reckoning. For the martyrs and the shuhada, straight after they pass away, their arwah, their souls, their righteous deeds and actions take the form, shape of a bird, and green, green birds, and they're already flying in Jannah. This is Bisharatan and Bushra lahum, great tidings to them. بَلْ أَحْيَاهُنْ إِنَّ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ فَرِحِينَ بِمَا آتَاهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ وَيَسْتَبْشِرُونَ They are alive and they've been given sustenance. They are rejoicing at the honor Allah has conferred upon them. Ya Allah, give us permission. We are to go tell our family members. But Allah says, no, not now. Afterwards, you will give them the glad tidings. But Allah gave us the message already. So why does all Allah let halat conditions come, favorable, unfavorable? وَلِيَبْتَلِي اللَّهُ مَا فِي صُدُورِكُمْ And all might Allah will put you to trials. What is in your hearts? How devoted, dedicated are you? Or are you a fence-setter? Or are you a person with a hidden agenda, ulterior motive? وَلِيُمَحِّسَ مَا فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ وَلِيُتَهِرَ And all might Allah will cleanse and purify what is in your heart. So our intention must be niyatun khalisa, a pure intention, not a tainted and polluted intention. That was sahaba. And for the hypocrites, their nifaq and hypocrisy became manifest. Therefore, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave a list of the hypocrites to Sayyidina Huzaifa bin Yaman radiallahu ta'ala an sahibu silli rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the confidant of the master alayhi salatu salam Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu his taqwa, his piety he went to Sayyidina Huzaifa and asked him don't divulge those names to me I'm only asking you one thing is Umar bin Khattab's name written there? Subhanallah, that Umar, who received the Bushra, Bisharat, glad tidings of Jannah in this world, but his concern was so much, Raya to Taqwa, his extreme piety, that made him that go and ask these questions. And Almighty Allah is all-knowing what is in the inner recesses of our heart, what is our intention. J.C. Niyat, J.C. Barakah. When you make intention good, Allah will make it go good. When your intention is makhluta, it is polluted, tainted, or niyat fasida, then the results will also go in that direction. And then humiliation and disgrace. Grace, Allah mahfazna min, Allah protect us all. Barakallahu feek, salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.